You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Whether you're listening on your favorite podcast provider or watching on YouTube, remember, we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, we're talking financials. June 1st is here, and it's an important date for teams like the New Orleans Saints who could use a little bit of salary cap space. We'll talk about why it's so important and what moves could take place moving forward. Then we're going to talk underrated New Orleans Saints players. Saints fans gave their selections. I'll give you mine over on the offensive defensive side. And of course, special teams as well. We got all that coming up on today's episode. And as always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over at the Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of lanyard for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. family. So let's break down an important date in the NFL offseason calendar, June 1st. This is a big day for the New Orleans Saints, who have a little bit less than $400,000 available as salary cap space and several other teams who are looking to generate salary cap space as well. Because after this date, there are severe implications on the way that money is spread out and the way that prorated bonuses ended up paying out for players that you cut or trade. So let me explain it this way. Imagine that you have a player $10 million over four years remaining on his signing bonus, right? That is a prorated figure, money you've already paid, but only counts evenly distributed over the course of a few seasons. So if you've got $10 million remaining to pay off over the course of four years, that's $2.5 million each year. An easy way to think about this is think about a dollar, four quarters, you've got 25 cents a year that you have to pay off, right? If you just cut a player before June 1st, that prorated signing bonus accelerates so that you have to pay that full dollar immediately. But after June 1st and starting June 2nd, if you release a player as a post-June 1 release or trade a player as a post-June 1 trade, that signing bonus doesn't end up accelerating into the full year. So if you think about the four quarters that you would have to pay over the course of a year, if you release somebody before June 1st, you have to pay all four of those quarters up front. But if you release them after June 2nd or after June 1st, starting June 2nd, then you only pay what's due this year and then everything accelerates to the next year. So instead of paying all four quarters, all $1 right up front, you pay 25 cents this year and then 75 cents next year. Doesn't make money go away. It doesn't disappear money. You still have to pay for it. It still sits on your books, but it sits on your books in a deferred amount as opposed to everything accelerating right now. So why is this important for the New Orleans Saints? Well, one of the things that you probably notice is that as you look at the New Orleans Saints contracts right now, whether it be over the cap or spot rack, you still see Drew Brees' contract sitting on their books. That's because his retirement was deferred to being a June 1 or a post-June 1 transaction. So it seems likely that tomorrow on Wednesday, June 2nd, you might hear that Drew Brees' retirement became official and is on the transaction log, moving him to the retire reserve list. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen either tomorrow on Wednesday, or at least sometime in the near future as they get beyond the post-June 1 sort of threshold here. Now, when they do that, it's going to save the Saints the $1.075 million base salary that Drew Brees reduced his salary to 
because he already saved the Saints about $24 million, $23.925 million earlier on in the offseason when he took the pay cut to go down to the vet minimum. Now you see the rest of that vet minimum come off the books once he's moved to the reserve uh, retired list. Now he's not going to completely save the Saints $1 million because somebody from outside of the top 51 will jump into the top 51 in terms of top 51 highest paid players on the roster. But still, it's going to open up a few hundred thousand dollars worth of cap space once that happens. There's another move that the Saints can make post-June 1 that ends up saving them more money than they would have saved had they moved on from this player before June 1st, and that's if the Saints decide to move on from Latavius Murray, which again, I feel like is not the greatest choice because I think Latavius Murray is somebody that, well, we'll talk about him quite a bit in the next segment because he was constantly named by Saints fans as one of the underrated players for the New Orleans Saints. And whether you agree or disagree with that, he's somebody that has shown a ton of potential for the Saints and has shown up in big plays. Remember, he had 12 carries on third downs, converted 11 of those for first down. So he is somebody that's extremely efficient, and extremely valuable for this offense in terms of extending plays and moving the ball. But if the Saints were to have moved on from him before June 1st, then that would have only opened up $2.33 million. Now, if they were to move on from him after June 1st, it could save them about $3.2 million instead, which is enough to get you another veteran corner out on the market, considering the idea that you could pay that veteran corner either $3 million on a one-year contract, or you could even go so high as to, or so far as to pay them $8 million over one year, but then add void years on that, give them a big signing bonus and spread it out. So there's a lot of ways that that $3 million could be used for New Orleans if they decide that that's the route that they want to go. But really, that's the only move that the Saints have available to that would actually end up saving them more money from moving on from a player. Andrus P, Teron Armstead, um, any of these other players that are still on the roster, there's nobody that they would be able to trade or move on from to where they wouldn't end up losing salary cap space or taking on considerable amounts of dead money. Nothing frees up more space for them outside of this move with Latavius Murray and then a couple of other smaller moves that could potentially be made. So no matter what, moving forward, the most efficient way for the Saints to make more salary cap space is going to be extensions to players like Ryan Ramchek, potentially even Teron Armstead, and then of course, Marcus Williams. There doesn't seem to be much of a rush, according to Jeff Duncan of The Athletic, to get a an extension done with Marshawn Lattimore at this time. And honestly, it makes perfect sense, not just with the offseason arrest, but you still want to see him play a consistent 2021 season. You don't know how many games he's going to be available. And for an agent, you don't want to sign an extension and then end up getting some of your guarantees taken away because your client gets suspended. So it's also not a great situation for Marshawn Lattimore and his agent. Plus for the Saints, there is a franchise tag option for them with Marshawn Lattimore next season. So if you're looking at a way to make money for the Saints, it's still with the extensions, but there's one move in Latavius Murray. And then of course, the inherent move that's going to take place with Drew Brees that should be on the way here as we move beyond the June 1st threshold. Coming up next, we're going to dive into underrated players for the New Orleans Saints. Saints fans shared theirs. I'll share mine throughout the rest of today's episode as we continue on with today's show, Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, want to give a quick shout out to our good friends over at rockauto.com. It's starting to get warm out there. So if your car has just been sitting there because you're working from home, make sure you go get your oil changed. Make sure you check to make sure your battery's good. 
Any of those supplies that you might end up needing, though, you can get them over at rockauto.com. You just put in your make, your model, and the part that you're looking for, and then you're going to get several options at a fraction of the prices which you might get at one of those commercial stores. It's going to upcharge you as a do-it-yourselfer as opposed to the wholesale price that they give to the professionals, not the case over at rockauto.com. You pay the same no matter what status you are of somebody that is working on vehicles. And trust me, I am of a very low status and I am not paying uh, the ridiculous marked up prices that you might find at some of those other stores. Thanks to our good friends over at rockauto.com. So go and check them out. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you, but right in Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And don't forget to go and check out betonline.ag. Free to sign up for a new account there and check out all of the different things that you can get in on the action with, whether it's reality TV or game shows. And of course, the NFL, they have a bunch of game of the years up right now. The Saints in a couple of those as well right now, not favored in either of the two matchups that they've included, which are the Halloween game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the week seven Monday night football game in Seattle against the Seahawks. So if you feel one way or another in either one of those matchups, go and get in on the action with betonline.ag. And when you put down the money that you're going to use for your first deposit, make sure that you use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word. So you get a 50% welcome bonus on top of that initial deposit. So if you go in and you put down $100 to get started, you're going to get an additional $50 in free play on top of that with the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Once again, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast provider or watching on YouTube, thank you so much for taking the time. If this is your first time catching us, make sure you subscribe. You can subscribe over on YouTube or you can follow on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to turn on notifications as well so you know when the newest material drops. And we are here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints, as we like to say. So let's go ahead and get started with uh, the second segment here. It's our Twitter Tuesday segment. We do this every Tuesday. I put a question out to Saints fans and Saints fans write back and give me their answers. And then we discuss them here on the show. And then in the final segment, as we close out the show coming up, I'll talk to you about who I selected for this topic. Now, this week's topic was underrated players. Who are the most underrated players on the New Orleans Saints roster? And we got a lot of responses here. And we saw a lot of repeat names. So I want to point out some of the ones that were most interesting to me, as well as some of the ones that were most often named. So let's start off with David Onyemata. David Onyemata was a very popular name here. I would certainly say that David Onyemata is underpaid, right? Because he accepted his extension and then he ended up blowing up after that. So he's somebody that has been really, really solid for the New Orleans Saints and actually put the Saints in a bit of a position, I believe, that they were pretty okay with losing Sheldon Rankins the way that they did this offseason. They didn't have to go out of pocket for him. They didn't have to do anything to try to keep Sheldon Rankins around because of how comfortable they are with a guy like David Onyemata. So and David Onyemata is somebody that we have seen get better and better every single season, starting off with only 10 pressures and no sacks in 2016, his rookie year, to now in 2020, posting 49 total pressures and six and a half sacks. Remember, he's doing that from the interior as well, which usually don't end up creating and generating those types of numbers. So David Onyemata is somebody very much underrated and underappreciated on a national scale, though very much overappreciated, or I mean, not say overappreciated, but certainly appreciated to the extent that he deserves here in New Orleans. Here was a really interesting tandem that I continued to see. And I saw this more than once. PJ Williams 
and Patrick Robinson. Now, I don't know if these are people that are just trying to really talk themselves up a little bit more about the idea of one of those guys maybe starting opposite Marshawn Lattimore, but in any case, there is some truth to this. P.J. Williams' versatility, leave alone the outside work over on the boundary, right? But his versatility as somebody that can play in the slot, who really found his groove there in 2017, and somebody that can now also play safety as well, although he did struggle there a couple of times. He is somebody that brings a ton of value in terms of his versatility, which we know is very much appreciated in the New Orleans Saints defense. And you can say the same thing when it comes to Patrick Robinson as somebody that can play in the slot and can play outside. Now, he stepped up pretty big last year in a game to where he had to jump in and be a starter when the Saints were down, both Marshawn Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins going up against a pair of talented wide receivers in Marvin Jones as well as Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions and actually performed pretty well. Remember, he had the interception in the end zone going up against TJ Hawkinson as well. So he did show some promise there as a spot starter, but are they are these players that you can stick into one spot and have them play there for 17 games? I don't really know. Remember, when the Saints signed Patrick Robinson, they signed him the same offseason that they brought in Demario Davis, and they signed him as the highest graded slot defender in the NFL free agency at that time, according to Pro Football Focus. That was sort of the role that he was signed to, to, to fill. But then the Saints landed CJ Gardner Johnson. And CJ Gardner-Johnson really took over in the slot. And I think rightfully so because he's been electrifying there. And somebody actually also named CJGJ as one of the most underrated players on the Saints roster. And I think perhaps from a, from a national perspective, that might be true. You hear CJ Gardner-Johnson's name out on the national scheme because of the trash talk and because of players that he's sort of like made mad during games and he's made headlines that way. But his solid play is what is seen most vibrantly here in New Orleans. He allowed a completion percentage of only 62% in 2020, less than 10 yards per reception and only an 83.1 NFL passer rating when targeted, allowing only an 80 plus passer rating when targeted over the last eight games of the season twice. And on top of that, allowed a completion percentage of over 60% only twice during that during those same games. So he has been an absolute stud in the slot for the New Orleans Saints and explains why even though Patrick Robinson was signed to serve that role. He's been battling injuries, things like that. Once C.J. Gardner-Johnson stepped in, it was his job to lose. And finally, we'll go with two more over on the offensive side that I'll talk about briefly. Uh, Deontay Harris was one that, that was named a couple of times, both as a returner, but also a bit underrated as a receiving weapon. A lot of folks were using the playoff game against Tampa last year as, a, as an example of that. I think that Tampa game for him really just showed you all of the different dynamics and what he brings to an NFL roster as a whole, because he also had some great plays as a returner there that were unfortunately wiped out by penalties as well. So Deontay Harris absolutely deserves a nod there. And one that I actually disagree with is Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman being underrated right now, despite only having just over 100 receiving yards in 2019, or excuse me, 2020, doesn't feel unjustified to me, right? The expectation for Adam Troutman is that he might pan out. And I think that that's accurate. Now, Adam Troutman walked in his rookie season and performed extremely well as a blocking tight end. You can't take away his value there. He was outstanding there, and he really caught on a bit faster than everybody anticipated when it came to that element of the game. But in terms of him as a difference maker, as a playmaker, and as a pass catcher, that's still yet to be proven. And I, so I think that there's still some understanding to be had in terms of the reservations that some folks might have around Adam Troutman. So I'm not so mad about the underrated portion of his uh, reputation at this time, but I do expect that it will end up beginning to change or shift depending upon how he produces as a pass catcher in 2021. 
Now we talked about the ones that Saints fans brought up. We'll talk about my favorite options over on the offensive, defensive, and special team side as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Very excited today to tell you about our friends over at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar on the market. They just released a new limited edition flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. If you love Thin Mints, if you're a fan of Girl Scout cookies, this one is for you. This Built Bar tastes exactly like a Thin Mint, and that's exactly why I ordered like three boxes of them. So I'm very, very excited about these. Y'all know I'm a big fan of mint chocolate. Now here they come with the Thin Mint flavor though. I just can't get over what Built Bar continues to produce. Nine delicious flavors, as well as fantastic limited edition flavors like the present Grasshopper cookie flavor that's going on. And some of the other folks' favorites have been like brownie chunk or, or uh, coconut brownie chunk as well. Those have all been outstanding. So make sure you're checking them out for the limited edition flavors as well as the nine delicious flavors that give you 17, 18 grams of protein, but keep it low in sugar, keep it low in carbs, and keep it high in fiber and protein. So go check them out at BuiltBar.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off of your purchase at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Don't forget to check out Locked on LSU and Locked on Pelicans to get more information on your favorite Louisiana teams, just like you get it here every single Monday through Friday with Locked on Saints. As we continue on with today's episode and as we wrap up, we're finishing up Twitter Tuesday here today. I went out and asked Saints fans to give me their thoughts on the most underrated players on the New Orleans Saints roster. We talked about some of their responses in the last segment. Let's talk about my three favorites as we open up or as we close out rather the show here for today. I'm going to start off over on the special team side. I'm going to go with JT Gray. JT Gray has been a phenomenal gunner and special teams player for the New Orleans Saints. They took a big hit this offseason losing Justin Hardy, but they maintain their former second team All-Pro just from a couple of years ago, who has been absolutely outstanding, not just as a gunner in punt returns, but also in kickoff uh, coverage as well. And he's even played some spot snaps at safety when they've needed him, and he's played pretty okay when he was asked to do so. So he'll continue to develop as a defensive player over time. But right now, as a special teamer, he is one of the most valuable assets that the New Orleans Saints have, as he is one of the most important players in a third phase of the game when it comes to special teams. So JT Gray gets my nod for one of the most underrated players, even him getting second team all pro to me on a season where I believe he should have gotten first team all pro goes to show how underrated exactly he is. Next, we'll go to the offensive side. I'm going to bring up James Hurst, offensive lineman. He played the sixth man role quite a bit in 2020 and will again in 2021, was good enough to earn a three-year contract from the New Orleans Saints, playing in a season where he actually missed the first four games due to a suspension that he had been uh, handed down for substance abuse policy issues. But when it came down to what the New Orleans Saints end up getting from this guy, you get the sixth offensive lineman who can play a ton of different positions and is really, really viable as a pass blocker. 168 pass blocking snaps in 2020 allowed only two pressures, a 98.7 pass blocking efficiency because of that. Now, both of those pressures were sacks and you hate to see that, but still only two pressures allowed in total over 168 snaps. So he has been 
a really, really great addition for this team. And he's been a solid addition as somebody that is a starter quality, but plays a six-man role, which the Saints utilize quite a bit. He actually played 112 total snaps as a sixth offensive lineman, 214 at the left tackle position, and also got snaps at the right tackle and left guard positions as well in 2020. So he has been somebody that's been very versatile for them, that has hit the field a ton and has produced when he got there. And again, it's one of the absolute reasons that you saw him end up with the contract that he got sticking around on New Orleans for around another three years, or at least on a three-year contract going into 2021. A great situation for him and a great situation for the New Orleans Saints to have him on their roster. And finally, our last underrated player that we'll talk about on today's episode, Shy Tuttle, interior defensive line for the New Orleans Saints. He, to me, is underrated even by me. I, I have been somebody that has underrated him, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that I included him in this. I saw his name, just like James Hurst actually, pop up a lot in the Twitter Tuesday question as well. To shout out to Saints fans for also seeing a lot of potential here in Shy Tuttle, which clearly the New Orleans Saints do as well. He came in in 2019 as an undrafted free agent, but has played his way onto the field. He appeared in over 370 snaps in both seasons 2019 is rookie season as well as last year in 2020 so he's been all over the place for the New Orleans Saints and of course we all remember him for getting the interception just a couple of years ago to where he stiff armed Matt Ryan on his way to a near big man touchdown but even outside of the big flash play like that that of course brought him national recognition he has been somebody that has been very consistent as a pass rusher and as a run defender as well and we know that the New Orleans Saints love their run defense. If we take a look at the pro football focus grades, you can see that his run defense grade over the last two years, 2020, 78.6, 73.2 back in 2019. He's had 16 run stops is what he was credited for last season, 12 the season before that. And you've seen him with a 10% or less missed tackle percentage in both seasons, missing only five tackles over his first two seasons. So that alone gives you a lot of opportunity to really see the potential that Shy Tuttle has as an interior run defender. Now, when you look at him as a pass rusher, the story is a little bit different, but there's still some potential there. He only had six total pressures in 2020, but he also only rushed the passer 181 times. In 2019, where he rushed the passer 206 times, so an additional 20 uh, rushes or, or snaps there as a pass rusher, you also saw him total up 15 pressures. Most of those coming as hurries, only two of those coming at sacks so far throughout his career, but you see the potential there. And I say that I underrate him. One of the reasons why I think that I underrate him is because I still consider interior defensive line one of the most important spots that the Saints should still address here over the course of the offseason. Who's going to be the defensive tackle next to David Onyemata? Well, why shouldn't it be Shy Tuttle? Pro Football Focus projected it as Shy Tuttle. The Athletic projected it as Shy Tuttle. But I still believe that that has been a position that maybe has been on the wish list for New Orleans. But if it's going to be anybody, perhaps it's Shy Tuttle and it's maybe it's just me kind of underrating him myself. So I want to make sure I give him a shout out because he's been fantastic for the team. Now, can he develop into a starting role for the team? Remembering that even a starting role in the Saints defensive lineman comes with rotation. Starting to think that that is something we could see Shy Tuttle do in 2021. All right, family, as always, I appreciate you very much for being here with us today. However, it is that you're enjoying the show. We'll be back tomorrow with our midweek fundamentals. We're going to talk about wide receiver route trees and, of course, keep you up to date with any news or moves that might happen as we move into the post June 1 territory for the New Orleans Saints and across the NFL. Make sure you check out Peacock and Williamson, the NFL show, to get all of your national 
uh, news on the NFL. And you can check out Locked On Today for everything going on around the sports world in less than 20 minutes on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. As always, y'all, I appreciate you for watching, for listening, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, everything that you do to help grow this family. And thank you, everybody, for the kind notes yesterday and congratulating me for the new role over at Canal Street Chronicles and the people that took the time to reach out and talk to me about my personal story. I really, really appreciate that. We'll talk more about all of that as the offseason continues on. I appreciate you, everybody. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.